What's going on, everybody? To another episode of Carbonite Bounty, we but yes, and the nerds. Everybody's live here, so we're uh, hope everybody's ready and in tune for a fun, fun episode, man. I, I before we even get into this, man, I just want to say I, I was thoroughly enjoyed. But before I can hide my excitement, let me let DP let you guys know where to find us at nerdcyclopedia.com. People, make sure that you go onto that site and you will see all our plat or, or follow us on all your favorite platforms like Twitter, Facebook, and also on, on Instagram at Nerdcyclopedia. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, if you're watching us on live YouTube, thank you for being there. Um, make sure you hit that subscribe button and also that notification button. So anytime that we're on, that you, you know that we're on. Um, if you're on Facebook watching us, thank you as well. Um, go to um, our Facebook group, County Carbonite Bounty BS, a, a Star Wars group, and we'll chat with you. We'll interact and, you know, get your memes going and all that stuff. Shout out to Thomas Hastings. You know, he's always on it. Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, and if you are listening to us in the car, on your phone, or anywhere else that you listen to feed to your favorite podcast, we are on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, um, Google Play, Stitcher, um, Spotify, anywhere that you hear your favorite pod or listen to your favorite podcast, we are there. And of course, leave us some feedback at nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. We'd love to hear from you. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, DP. But uh, yeah, you know, to echo our conversation kind of you know, earlier in the day and everything, I mean, you know, I mean, I, maybe I'm just a sucker for Star Wars because, like, this, th these are all 10 out of 10s to me. They're, you just can't cut it any other way for me, man. I, I, I can't they're, even. They're, are they Ken out of Ken's? Yeah, these are. I was just going to say so this, uh, they, they got, they got the right package going. I mean, yeah. street chases, Power Rangers, motorcycle gangs, um, Come on, bring it. I mean, this this thing. Plus, you got you got uh, you got the red stapler guy, right? Stephen <laughs> Root. Stephen Root. Come, yes. come on. So all these A listers. Plus, I mean, the Rancor keeper. I mean, um, what's his name? Danny uh, Trejo. Yeah. I mean, he's only in one episode, but man, he must have said, "You know what? Sign me up, guys, because I got to be in this somehow because this right. is such legit stuff." Um, just just a great great episode i mean so many call outs to uh the, the mandalorian and the original star wars trilogy and we're just seeing this really great um connection between everything and uh you know i loved every second of this episode this was definitely so far my fave my fave episode right now and i can't wait to see how boba fett gets back at the pike for this because he got his 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 entire new new build decimated. I mean, his entire clan of friends and, and family destroyed. Unreal, absolutely unreal, uncalled for. And I I I want to see the Pikes just destroyed, and I want to see Boba do it with his hand. <laughs> and his, and his gang of Power Ranger, cyborg, <laughs> friggin' whatever they are. I mean, they're, they're going to be great. And the way they took down that Wookiee, oh, come on. I mean, this, yeah. is, this, is just, this is just some of the greatest stuff I've ever seen on TV since, I don't know, since... Power Ranger Zeo. <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Very colorful. Uh, yeah. I definitely echo that. I mean, I was excited. The, the whole, I mean, how about the suspense? You know, he's in the back of the tank and he gets snatched out by the Wookiee. Like, I'm just like, mm -hmm. man, you kidding me? As soon as that happened, I'm like, because, you know, you see him in the, the back of the tank and I'm like, here we go, another flashback. And then as you see, like, kind of the water stop and I'm like, well, here he goes. He's going to get dressed again. And then dude gets grabbed by his throat and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is really, this is really opening up. So good action, good story, good development. And as we said before, there's not too much of that backstory anymore. We're kind of up, almost up to that current point. So mm -hmm. we see now the loss of what he went with with that his Tuscan Raider tribe, and we're getting really to the parallel, you know, point of why he is doing what he is and where he is. So I'm really excited about this episode, and can't wait to talk about all the key elements with it this week with you guys. This was awesome. Yeah. Can I say that I did not have Danny Trejo saying that Rancors are deep emotional beings on my star wars bingo card <laughs> for loving. 2022 they're loving they're loving they're, they're loving so beings y'all i mean 
Ask him some questions. If you have some problems with your wife, he will help. I mean, they're just empathetic creatures. They want to eat you, but they want you to feel okay about it. That's what's great about the records. Yeah, they, they just want everything to be focused on. DP, we talked about this off. Mike and DP pointed out this is a you know Rodriguez directed, so that is a, the Trejo you know cameo is a, almost a guarantee. But I was excited. I'm excited to see him. Um, it's interesting. That's a nice callback to Jedi, right? Because the Rancor Keeper was devastated when Luke killed the Rancor. Mm-hmm. Just devastated. Um, I thought that was really neat. I really did enjoy the Power Rangers uh, in the uh, in this in the uh, the chase scene, but I was a little bummed out because their motorcycles didn't all get together and do like a Voltron thing. You know what I mean? Like a yeah. Megazord. There's no Megazord. Yep. No Megazord. Not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a <laughs> episode or two. You're right. That's you the season is young. <laughs> the season is very young. Uh, we saw a Wookiee fight a bunch of cyborgs. I mean, pretty awesome. And now we see the end of Boba Fett's Tusken Raider origin story. Why is he claiming uh, Daimyo ship over Tatooine? Because he is the successor of mm-hmm. the Tusken Raiders. Uh, it is cool. It, it makes sense then why he comes back to set everything correct on Tatooine, and he has a motivation moving forward. We see the end of that story, like you said, and now we can move on to Boba Fett's ship, which I guess is next. Uh, We won't say the old name. We don't do that. Uh, But that's what I got out of this one. Again, Ken out of Ken. I really like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a... um... Very interesting. So, so the way they wrapped it up, you know, so we 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 finally um, we get in the beginning, um, you know, of the series of him climbing out the Sarlacc pit and getting that whole background. Um, it was sort of iffy, like you know, what, what was what was his background as far as like why was he with the Tuscan Raiders and all that stuff. We finally see all that wrapped up, and like you said, Hitch, the motivation as to why he got on that throne and as to why he's doing what he's doing to set things right. Uh, right there and you know tattooing and stuff um I, i'm with you guys i love the um power ranger cycles <laughs> i love their um i like you know their whole crew i'm i'm interested to see more about that rebel crew you know mm-hmm. um you know to, to see what their personalities develop you know develop to be so i'm sure we're going to get a lot of stories anytime star wars introduces characters you know there's like additional stories about them you know somebody's just pick itching and you know, um, to itching to to go at them as far as like trying to develop some backstory, so um, that was good to see. Um, Black, you know, uh, Chrysanthemum. I mean, you know, he's like crazy. I mean, this this guy mm-hmm. just grabbing stuff and you know taking him out the 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 um the the thing, the sanctum thing. I, I came back to tank. Him. Yeah, the back to tank. <laughs> and um, you know, just throwing my boy around. You know, I mean, you know, Boba is getting his butt whipped. You know, and then we got like a great uh, um, um, race scene. I mean, you know, like a, a chase scene at the um, toward, towards the end there. You know, it was a um, it was an overall. It was a it was a really good episode. So, so how are we all liking the the uh, band of protection and heroes that he's building? Like he started with the Gamorrean guards, mm-hmm. and now he's got the 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 young blood. He's got the like the lost boys, the cyborgs, and 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 he's going to add. I mean, what's next? How, he's building this little, well knitted together army of of protection, and I mean, Fennec is like his, like what his uh, negotiator, right? And baby, basically, Boba Fett just sits back and you know takes charge when things need to be done. But uh, he's got a nice foundation building of you know technology, um, force, and that Wookiee's coming back. I yeah. guarantee you the Wookiee's coming back because it's going to run off into into the wastelands of Tatooine and be like, what am I doing? <laughs> Disney paid good money for that suit. Yeah. So they are going to use it more than once. Oh, They're going to use it. The Vibro. What's that weapon? The Vibro Knuckle. Yeah. Knuckle Zap. That's a new one. Yeah. That was a brutal punch he threw at that thing, man. That was that was a really great effect. That that bang. Ooh, loved it. Uh, I love the cyborgs. They're so they have their own little cyborg enhancements, and you never know. Like they're all sort of like different versions of a Spectre gadget. I thought it was funny that they sent the dude with the bionic eye to go to go look for the pikes. Yeah, and they were like, "What'd you do?" And he's like, "I could count them. There were twelve of them." And it's like, "Wow, on account of your eye, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, this eye here, my eye. I could see him on account of this eye." 
and then they were like, "All right, see, ya. see you later, buddy." He's like, "I like my eye," and then they hung up on him. You know? Yeah, yeah right. He's like, "Well, keep an eye on them." Yeah. 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 <laughs> no offense. <laughs> no offense. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I get that joke all the time, so you know, I I, I hear it all day. Um, Everybody's boss yeah. is making stupid jokes like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but we're getting deep and down into the story of like you know this 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 crime boss and you know how he's gonna rule with like respect you know you know per se and stuff. Um, like as Hitch was saying, we get um, Danny Trejo, uh, we get the, the the rancor and everything, and I'm sort of interested to see how that's gonna go because aren't they supposed to um, like bond with like the first person that they they see or something? Um, yeah, that's right. Yeah, and who so, do you bond with? Boba. Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. Well, riding a rancor, man. So, so the the when Boba left that that pit, you know, it was sort of like Danny Trey. I forget his name. I forget his character's name and everything. It Did they give like him a they name? Kind of said, rancor keeper. Yeah, yeah, rancor, rancor keeper number two. It seemed like they was kind of already bonded, you know. So is Boba like you know? Um, are they playing Boba? Yeah, there's zero percent chance that they said the sentence. I want to ride this. And he will not ride it. Yeah. I just cannot believe that they would write Disney would write a check like that and bounce and it on us. Cash it. Yep. Zero percent chance that's gonna happen. Yeah. So you can pencil that on in for when he goes and fights the Pikes or the Wookies or IGA, whatever happens at the end here, right? You can just pencil in. He will be riding a rancor into it, and it will be awesome. Amazing, yeah. But the ranker, I want to ride this piece. So, so what is the ranker <laughs> depressed about? Like, like what is what is his issues and stuff? I'm, I'm, I want to know. No, well, you know, you no have a lot of internal anger. Friend. He wanted it to took him away from his mother. Yeah, it was a cat. Remember? Fight? Yeah, it's a cat. Made him so. fight to live. I mean, good lord, <laughs> he's in the gal. He's in the gladiator pit. Is it? Is it the ranker's fault that it wins every time? No. It's not the ranker's fault, but it's a fight to the death. And these are deep emotional beings. They don't want to fight. They're being pushed in, pushed into it. And I, for one, I, for one, think that this is maybe, you know, the worst thing about about a job of the hut was that he had this rancor that he kept down there and was sick on, on these sentient beings. It probably was terrible for this poor, sweet creature to be fighting the poor and, and wretched that and fall into the clutches Luke. of Jabba the Hutt. And here comes Luke. And then a Jedi kills it, because of course, the one time, a Jedi. And how does he kill him? He throws a skull at the door. He does a Randy Johnson and throws a 98-mile-an-hour skull fastball. It hits he the, does a heater. He hits, he hits him with a heater. You know? That's all right. It's like Randy Johnson with that dove. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. And we, we, you know what? We got we to talk about 8D8. We got to talk about some of uh, um, Boba's, like, um, entourage that he's bringing mm-hmm. in. So 88 was a uh, torture droid yeah. in, under Jabba's reign, and now giving some now 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 we're getting to see this this character, and it's pretty cool. Like we knew it was pretty, you know, it was a great looking droid. It took them, I think, 30 years to make a figure out of it, like an action <laughs> figure. Um, <laughs> and as soon as you get, as soon as you become an action figure, you're you're a legacy. You're now part of history. And I'm hoping they actually do a like a, a black series uh, 88 action figure because I think I'm going to buy it. But <laughs> hint, hint, Disney, cool. if you'd like what another a couple hundred like, bucks, yeah, oh, exactly, whatever. You know, make another helmet. Just make a helmet out of it. Helmet, and I'll wear it. I'll wear it for right? the rest of the rest of the podcast. <laughs> make it, make a helmet. You think the helmets are Ken and Ken? Yeah. It peeks its head out from behind the rancor and be like, uh, Boba, we have uh, we have a problem. The mayor won't meet with us for 20 days. All of a sudden, Boba Fett's like, let's go. I mean, it's it's a this rancor riding thing that I was just talking about. They're not going to do that right now. This is only episode three. Let's go. Let's go have a meeting with the mayor. I'm like, you can just feel yourself wanting to click on no, like go back to the rancor. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like if I were playing this, if this were a video game and I were playing it, and the droid went in, walked in, and was like, the mayor would not meet with us for 20 days. I'd be like, I can ride this rancor for 20 days, and that's what I do. <laughs> I make bad yeah. decisions in video games. I'm, I'm kind of excited because we're at the halfway point, and if you remember the Mandalorian each season, there was like a big, there's a big character drop coming. I mean, this is where like 
I think this next episode, you're, there's going to be something major. We'll get a new character, a legacy character. I think this next one hitting that halfway point, there's going to be it's, it's going to be a special one. I mean, because we're already there. Who Who do you think? It's going to have to be somebody who's tied to the Rebel Alliance because I mean, I'm imagining this war is going to get pretty bad. So we already know the Wookiees there. It's going to have to be somebody. I mean, my my personal pick would be Hondo. Mm. Maybe yeah, that that's would a good be one. cool. That's a good one. Because I mean, like like we're saying, he's still trying to unite people. I mean, the only army he really has is just anybody in the inner city of Tatooine, and maybe some of these rival clans that might follow him. But we don't know how many people the Pikes have. So based on what they're saying, I mean, they got they have starships bringing people in. So you know, it's it's going to get pretty serious. I'm I'm excited to see that battle too. I mean, you know, you remember the battle from Episode Two, how it looked. Episode One with the Gungans. I mean, the way the production has went forward. I mean, even that the speeder scene. I mean, that that literally looked good because I usually try to pick things apart when I watch it. I mean, the animation and the way they did that in a studio, let alone like you know with a moving screen. It's just like yeah. man, that's phenomenal. That's that's crazy to me. Um. The flashback scenes when they keep flashing back with Boba Fett, um, that's 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 him and Camino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Who what's the ship? Who, who's on that ship that keeps um that keeps flying away every time they show it? Django. Is, yeah, it's Django on Boba okay, Fett's okay. ship. All right, all right, all right. So yeah, and I was so, wondering if those were like deleted scenes that they never that they like compiled because there was no probably. scene where. That original, I'm sorry, that, that original Slave One, that was that was his ship. It was Dango's Slave One ship. back then. It's okay yeah. to say it. This okay. is on purpose for I didn't want to, you know. But it's okay. There were no scenes where that ship actually took off that Boba Fett and Django weren't together, where he was look, looking out his bedroom, like, watching his dad fly away. Okay, okay, okay. So, but, just, yeah, just seeing Daniel Logan, like, staring out there, I mean, that just, to me, it just, I mean, it just made all kind of emotional changes in me. It's like to see that. It was like really connecting everything and putting it all together. It was it was very cool. I want to see some new ones. Yeah, like, so I, I'm, I'm interested to see if um if they are gonna bring Omega in. I mean that would be yeah. that would be mind blowing, you know. That would be um, a cool drop right there. Yeah. Sister. <laughs> well be, hey what if what be, if the uh you know this war starting, you know some, some maybe some Mandalorians come to help. Maybe we see. Uh, I, I'm thinking then Jaren's going to show up in it for a cameo. To be honest, I think they're going to get in trouble, and then and maybe the Death Watcher. You're going to see. You're going to see something. There'll be a crossover. This is the new. Yeah, the light cruiser just showing up. Oh. Yeah. And and that drop the uh, the mechanic. Uh, I forget her name. Uh, was in the background when he was in Moss Moss Eisley. The mechanic with her pit droids walk past uh past the uh the stormtrooper helmet oh, yeah. yeah 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 so she's there so it's very possible that dinjarin would come back maybe she was working uh-huh. on working on some technology of his or his new ship and then maybe there's a connection but she's she's def- definitely there that's the target lady you know the one with the christmas cards and the <laughs> Amy Sedaris. Amy Sedaris, yeah, the, tar- the target lady. She was in Strangers with Candy, very awesome show on Comedy Central in the '90s. With Stephen Colbert, also was on that show. So long, long time ago. She's been famous for a while. Like her work there. Sorry, I just yeah. You guys were talking about like the the speeder the the speeder chase scenes and everything. Um, that was uh, teammates. That was there. That was definitely well done for the medium that that it was in. I mean, I'm visualizing all this like on a big screen, and right. just like how we talked about like um, Rebels and you know Clone Wars and you know season seven um, Bad Batch and you know season seven of Clone Wars and stuff. All this looks like it should be on a big screen. It can be on a big screen, mm-hmm. and we will still have the same experience. You know, same pleasurable like experience. It's that all this, uh, the stories just be divided down into like you know half an hour to forty minute you know type increments and stuff. But uh, all this, I can I can totally see. On like you know the big screen, so the production level is is top notch. And you you mentioned time. This episode was way too short. Yeah, I, am I the only person that looks at the runtime as soon as the episode starts? I hit the down arrow just to see, and I'm like, no, you got. No, I don't do it. it. I do. I'm just like, you, you know how long it's going to be. It. Spoil stuff in the in the structure of the story, though. I, I try not. To. 
I do it. I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. That's all. Oh, there's five minutes I'm, left. Bet they saw this pretty quick. Oh no, no. I you know I don't look at the five minutes. I just look at the intro to see how long the whole episode is. And I'm just like 30, 30 come on, man. I waited a whole I stayed up till 3 a.m. for this. <laughs> That's your fault. That's oh, your fault. Nah, I couldn't. It's never the viewer's fault. Never. It's it's Disney's fault. It's, it's Disney's Stop fault. trying it's to do this. Fault. They're going to come for us if we start blaming them <laughs> for Boba Fett runtime issues. Uh, yeah. I wanted more of the story, though. That's the thing. Like the runtime, the runtime seemed short, but so did the the, the, the piece of the story that we saw, right? The Hut's coming, they apologize, and the Pikes are there, right? That's pretty much what we saw in the news story. It felt a little, that to me felt a little draggy. In that in that sense, and the whole detour with the mayor's ma- major domo trying to run away, like little you know Twilight Christian Glover, uh, Crispin Glover, uh, you know what I mean? Like it's just it's just it's just uh, I wanted there to be more of the story, and it just seemed like this was that part was a little bit of a juggle, right? So you know, yeah, they tried to juggle the action stuff with more of the story. Now uh, I could I could appreciate where you're coming from, but I mean I think up to this point we really haven't gotten much action action right you know um and this episode sort of gave us that you know to a degree we got some action with the um the the train heist and everything but um i mean as far as like fights and chases and stuff Mm -hmm. in the present you know we haven't really got too much of anything Mm. until now it's coming yeah this is well keep in mind though robert rodriguez actually is executive producer on the whole show so this is actually his show so he's running the whole seven or whatever seven episodes. But uh, I mean, it's it's funny because you tip. It's typically like his style when you watch it. You know, adapted to Star Wars. So I'll see elements of it, and I'll remember things like Death Race or something he's done. Or and so it's it's pretty funny that you see some of the stuff he's done in his work now. And it's crazy because when before he did this, he was getting blasted on the internet. Like, why is he doing Star Wars? But I think he's doing a great job so far. Um, like we're saying, there are some patchy parts where I wish there was more development, but uh, I think it's also kind of like, you know, Star Wars and Disney kind of showing off their technology. Just keep in mind, the part was cheesy, but to pull this off at that little, that mm. you know, that screen studio they're doing, it's basically saying like, hey, look, we spent, I don't know, $70 million to build this studio in this, in this place in California, the Skywalker Ranch. You guys are spending $6 billion to shoot Avengers all around the world. This is another medium for other studios to save money and another way to deliver the content. And it looks just as good, in my opinion. It looks just as good, yeah. I mean, just as good. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you would think they were shooting out in the desert. That's what I'm know? saying, for a fraction of the cost. So yeah. that just leaves more money to have more A-listers, you know, higher production quality. It's just, I think that's a big thing, the money they're saving and all the extra stuff, travel and all that. We're already starting to get A-list characters showing up in these shows. Where I never thought we'd see them really in Star Wars. So a lot of those people are starting to turn up. I'll be excited to see in the future. I mean, they don't have to go anywhere. They don't have to do months of training. You just show up, do the lines, you get your cameo done. Yeah. You know, really, really, really cool. I just hope that Danny Trejo sticks around and starts giving you know Boba Fett really ruthless advice. I hope they're just like, well, why don't well we want to we have to resolve this, and he's just like, oh, just kill them all, just just go yeah. just do it, It'll be done, we'll be back in twenty five minutes. Give me that vibra blade. I will take care of all of them. <laughs> you know, one thing that's funny is I've noticed some of those Rodriguez style flourishes, like you're saying, T Mitch, where there's a couple times where it's like the camera, like this, the film speed's obviously different, like yeah. not not normal. And I, I think that's a Rodriguez thing. And then some of those some of those shots, like uh, right, like that. Those yeah. are all those are Rodriguez. It's like um, Miho from uh, uh, yeah, that's a good one, yeah. Yeah. So, I, so you, you can see some of those, how he's putting his own style on it, right? Mm. And in some ways, it, it's R- Rodriguez is a good choice because you know Boba Fett's doing a little bit of a desperado here, right? Yeah, I yeah. mean, the whole part, the whole the whole point of what he's doing is coming to town and taking over. It's basically mm-hmm. Yojimbo, right? Yeah. So it's it's a Kurosawa movie, which which again, what is that? That fits really great with Star Wars because Star Wars is that that mix of the Western sci-fi and a Kurosawa. Movie. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, and this is the right medium for him too, especially the right studio. Because I mean, I mean, with the last few Rodriguez movies from Sin City to Spy Kiss and some other things that he's done, he's he's like green screen, green screen king. You know, he, he loves working. You know, with green screen background, um, and just using that instead of going out like you know into the field and stuff. So, 
um you know the manhattan studios is just you know right at home for him to to do his work with this and it's probably even more so since it actually looks better a lot better than, than oh this is the, this is probably his best milk and movie he's ever done as far as the quality of what it looks like and think keep in mind when he does those tarantino side movies and stuff his budgets are pretty tight. Like he doesn't have the the budget of an Abrams or a, you know Bad Robot or any of these. And no no big studio ever would take a chance on him. This Disney job right here, this is kind of an open checkbook to some extent. You know what I mean? He can kind of do what he wants. I mean, the explosions, all this stuff. I mean, when I watch his movies, I'm like, it's kind of cheesy. So he does basically have an open checkbook to kind of do what he wants within Filoni's vision. But yeah, but but Rodriguez is also his style is sort of you know. He's a, he's has an he's an indie guy because El Mariachi was like an indie film, and yeah. you know, the style like Desperado when it came out, like there's so much of it that is, like uh, was adopted and incorporated into other action movies, and it's been so long since it came out that you sort of forget that a lot of those things are Rodriguezisms, just yeah. because they've become tropes now. Um, you know, the I'm telling you, the speed of the camera used to matter, and uh, yeah. before the Matrix, no one messed with it very much. And now everybody can change everything because it's digital and you can manipulate any shot you want in any way. You don't have to capture it a certain way in, in the lens. And I, and I think it's nice to see Rodriguez getting a chance to, you know, almost take the kind of the comic book uh, angle that he did. A lot, this reminds me a lot of Sin City. Obviously, Sin City looks very stylized and, and is presented to um, be a, a, like a, a simulation of the actual comic itself, the actual graphic novel Sin City. And it's interesting to see, you know, a character like this Wookiee, who's a Marvel Comics origin character, right, yeah. coming here, and the way that this this looks very comic booky, right? Those those bikes, those motorcycles, man, they look comic booky. I'm telling you, it looks like they're gonna do the do the Megazord. And I mean, that, that's not a natural color selection for no. like Star Wars, you know, for the desert, desert. Tatooine for yeah. desert. Yeah, exactly. There's nothing else shiny out there. Yeah. There's nothing else shiny but these motorcycles, so they stick out. Yeah, that's why I like the. Uh, I mean, I, I first thing I thought was like Power Rangers, like they were like mm. these special characters, and they all have their own special powers. And like the, you know, the the the, the chick, she was like you know real aggressive. She was on the blue one, right? She was like fast and she was speedy and stunt, you know, stunt oriented. Then there was the, I don't know, it was the yellow or the red one. He was more of an attack. You know, they were attacking the land speeder. They were attacking the major domo more than trying to, you know, more on a more on an offense than a defense kind of thing. And that's kind of what the Power Rangers had each had their own little skill set, you know, that they did. But then of course they banded together. So I know we were we were talking about like what what's comes next. So one thing that interested me the in the first episode, Boba Fett wanted a new a, a protocol droid so he could help with translation. So that like T Mitch, you were talking about like who the who the new the drop is gonna be. So who could that be? I mean, could we possibly could we possibly see a famous, although maybe underrated protocol droid pop in here somehow? Hmm. Because that I mean that's the hinge pin through through Star Wars is those True. those goddamn droids. They're in yeah. everything, and so far in solo uh mandalorian and well now we got this i mean there hasn't i'm just talking about it's all the kind of the same time frame we haven't really seen the droids per se right so in this timeline isn't say like a 3po isn't he with Who's he with before episode seven starts? Well, we don't um, know. We don't. I mean, that's a long time from now, right? right? So, we know probably with Leia because that's just where he was. Maybe. But it would be just like Leia to send Han off with C three PO because she she knows he hates him. It right. make Han have to bring him over, you know, over to Boba Fett, who Han obviously has reasons to not be super friendly with. Right. You know. Um, yeah. And wouldn't that be an interesting? I always thought about that, like kind of his redemption, like you're saying, because look what happened before. Mm. You know, he hated him. Kind of like the guy when Din Djarin captured him. You know, he always had that fear of him. What would it be to show like Solo and, you know, Fett looking face to face and him being like, hey, look, that's an old me. Like he said it a couple of times on the show. Like, you know, even when he talked to the bounty hunter, you know, he said the the Wookiee, he said, look, this isn't what you want to do. I've lived your life, you know, so 
I, I think that'd be, I mean, you're saying that and it makes sense that we might get a solo, man. I mean, I, I think that would be really cool. So how old is Ben? So how old is Ben solo? Is he, should there be, should this be about when Ben is born? It's about three years after, after can be because yeah, Luke would be trained. Luke will be definitely right now. I mean, based on this timeline or something, so looks like 28. But keep in mind, this is also during, this is right after, right? The setting now is after he left the ship with Injarin. So he's with Grogu. So ultimately, maybe he's either looking for other Jedi or he's making a temple where, like you're saying, you know, Ben Solo is maybe three or four at this point. Oh, yeah. So he can't be four. I mean, he can't be that old because um, because that would be... that. That is long enough that it would be during the the setting of the original trilogy, three to four. This is like three years after the end of that, right? Something like that. I believe so. Yeah. After some, well, we up. don't even know how long Boba was in the Starlight well, pit, do we? No. That's never been communicated. Well, I'm not. I mean, Java's ship was still burning. Right so... when he when he, it was still there, the Jawas had like ransacked it and torn it apart. <laughs> it was still sitting there. So maybe. Maybe a month after ROTJ. But this is all happening after the Mandalorian. So it's like, so there should be, there should be some sort of shenanigans happening soon where, you know, Leia and Han are going to have a a child or have a young child at some, at some, some point. So they're thinking about not doing these adventures anymore. And maybe C3PO is available for a little bit of contract work in the outer rim. Um, well, but you know, it also wouldn't be unusual for Luke Skywalker to take an interest in tattooing himself. Yeah. I mean, if, if Luke, Luke, Luke is like, um, if Luke is right around twenty eight at this time, I mean, he wasn't like um, um, Solo, like about a few years older. Then yeah, Han would be like thirty five ish. Yeah. yeah, Han was definitely the older of the group. Yeah, Luke being the youngest, so, Leia right in the middle, or actually Leia same age as Luke, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you, so, so you got the guy Alden who played the um you know play solo. He's right around thirty two right now, thirty two, thirty three years old. You mm-hmm. know, so I mean, so he'd be a perfect drop. But do you? Perfect but here's drop. the thing, yeah. that that it's very t- if they have the actual guy who's playing Han Solo, they wouldn't do this. But you could just do the Harrison Ford, right? I mean, you could just deep fake it. You get someone that looks close enough like him, and he's there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I don't know. Would if you deep fake it? I did. If, if if um if Wuss's face wanted to come back, you know, um then yeah, I mean you know you know take that chance you know take that chance and go with it. I don't think he would. I think he no. he's done with anything. He he made his last go around tour with um you know with the the Star Wars and now he's doing Indiana Jones and you know I'm saying yeah he's filming Lucas's other project Indiana. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you know, I'm I'm done with that. So you get the next best thing, you know. You get Alden and and right in whatever his last name is. Um, so that will be your next best bet. I'm but down. Be the whole goddamn thing. Deepfake is a, is a thing. Would you accept a deepfake? I think it'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if it looks as good, I mean, if it looks as good as how they de-aged Hamill, I, I mean, it doesn't really. I don't care how would, they produce would, that. Would you accept a deep fake with the limitations that you have with um uh, what we seen in the 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 final um episode of last you know the last season of um Mandal- Mandalorian or would you accept more of a um a mobile more of a um that you could get more of a character um out of with without all it you know would you would you accept him more into like the story because with deep fake you have to. You, you, it, it, I, I would guess you have to spend a lot of money, you know, to yeah, try to yeah. keep that, um, keep that thing going throughout like a that image, yeah. 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 What they did at the end of Rogue One with Tarkin and Leia, if they took that technology and did that with Han, I, I, I mean, I'm, that's I'm fine for one or two scenes, but yeah. I mean, if you're trying to embed them into like a story, would you accept that? And I mean, I, I couldn't hear like a whole bunch of fans like, ah, you know what? I mean, it was fine for a couple scenes, but throughout a whole episode, I don't know. You know, when, when I would you accept it. I would accept it if all they did was intercut scenes from the fugitive and said that was <laughs> that's Han Solo. I take it. So you know, I, the fugitive or uh, yeah, what was yeah. that other one? Um, Witness. 
I think I know what you're talking about, kid. Um, or the one where he cheats on his wife, right? Oh, that one. It was the 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 the. Oh, you're gonna make me look it up here. Um, we're not talking. Yeah, we're not talking Blade Runner. He's, he's on this like. Not Blade Runner. And he's, and he's no, like I tried a, it. He's like a nerdy guy too, and he's on this like uh, huge spy espionage thing. What the hell was that one called? Here we come. I think it came out the same time. It was about the same time frame. It was like between Empire and Return of the Jedi. He did this like spy movie that it wasn't a Tom Clancy thing. And he was just a dude later. like us. He was just a guy. He was just a guy. His wife got kidnapped. And he has to like find her through this whole spy. Was, what the hell was this like called? is this the prequel to Taken? No, it was Tooken. <laughs> Tooken. It was Tooken. What's wrong with you? How did you make an offering? You're not talking about present danger, are you? No, 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 no. It wasn't a Tom no, no, Clancy. that's his Tom Clancy. Yeah, it wasn't a Tom Clancy. Yeah, not, not totally Tom different. Clancy. I'll have to. I'll have to. That's not as good. That's not the good one. The, the Patriot Games is the good one where he's just punching Patriot. Irishmen. Yeah, yeah. And right. Patriot <laughs> Games is good. Uh, Reprocrocity. That was the. Uh, what if we? Okay, okay. Here's the compromise. What if we use Air Force One? What if? Sure. What if he's? What if? What if Boba Fett's trying to get on the Millennium Falcon, and he says, "Get off my plane," and punches him in the face. <laughs> punches him right in the nose, right in the kisser, just bang, and then Boba goes. Sorry about I mean, putting. I mean, that's a good cliffhanger though. If he sees him in the Tatooine, even if he just they just show the ship kind of like passing and he catches it. How much would that be like of a scene to see it? Like in the corner in, of his eye. Yeah, kind of in space. He just sees it real quick and is like, you know, I recognize that ship. That would be pretty <laughs> badass. It's like the Millennium Falcon's just landing in the background and like oh, all this yeah. stuff's going on in the foreground and we're all, and everybody, obviously all of us would be like, that's I would a Millennium Falcon. I my whole paycheck for a month over to Disney for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you, better ask, you better ask some people about that before you start writing. Those checks. So, so is Boba still concerned about anything about the Empire? Because we got that one scene from the Mandalorian where he was uh, just shocked that the Empire was still around. You know, um, is is that does that fit into anything with what you know what this series is about, or is it just going to be grounded? Uh, that's a great question. I mean, I, I think I, I think his first his his first question. mission would be to. <clears throat> definitely get his mind back because remember he was kind of like you know he lost his mind so he lost everything kind of amnesia so he's getting his thoughts back then his basically his the people that rehabilitate him died so you know there's that revenge vengeance thing he's now claiming his throne um mm -hmm. after he's kind of got some idea i'm guessing from din and in the night owls as to what's going on in the galaxy i mean so Eventually, maybe. I mean, a season two if they keep it going. I mean, this could be laying the track for um, whatever we get with the Soka and um, right. you know, with other right. you know, some other series that you know the end game might be thrown. You know, like the um, you know the the, the, the Boba handles mm -hmm. like the ground forces. You know, we get you know Dinjarin coming up in some point and Ahsoka doing her thing, and then the end battle is like you know um, you know going up against Thrawn. You know. Um, if he's yeah. even part of the empire at that point in time, it makes sense if you're saying that now because um, yeah, definitely he would have the ground forces in Tatooine. Din or Bo-Katan would have to have you know whatever Mandalorians are left in the galaxy, so they would bring you know the Mandalorians there. Or hey, like I'm saying right now, he has a dark saber, and we know the timeline. Who says when this war happens, he doesn't call him and say, "Hey, look, I need you," and then comes down with you know, oh, a me, man, we're setting it. Up. They're setting it up, man. I'm telling you, it's looking. But at the same time, we could also see Boba Fett tear through all these people, and that would be awesome in its own right. You think though? I don't know because I like this. I like this element of him that he's still like, you know, he's You're not. Right, OP, he's not OP. You know, he takes damage, and he's like. I know. I feel like my my thirst for Mandalorian vengeance was slaked by Din in season one of the Mandalorian when he went to the Imperial installation and got the child back. When he rescued the child, that was the sort of ruthless vengeance I expect from Mandalorians, and I think I'm okay that there's none. Right. But it was ruthless and awesome. <laughs> we all remember that one. Right? I definitely, yeah, I definitely agree. It's just, um, 
it's it's fun. It's, the series is so unique because they're like we're saying. There's so many theories you can go with. I mean, it's I, I just every time I watch an episode, I'm just like, man, this is just getting better and better. And I like you know I know Ken out of Ken is usually a you know a guy that's like you know they're all tens, but like I feel almost like a sucker. Like they can't do anything wrong. You know, I'm I'm so giddy every time an episode comes out. Like I just literally there's not. I don't I mean, think I'm you can mess not- up. I was shocked. Eight thirty this morning, we get a text from Ken out of um, um, Ken out of Ken. <laughs> I'm like, wow, he's already seen the episode. <laughs> yeah. This guy, I, I couldn't help myself. I waited. I was gonna text y'all like at three, you know, three fifteen, but I was like, nah, you know what? I'll let those old guys sleep because they gotta get up and work. Yeah, he already called it with a scratchy throat. He was like, Yeah, yeah. yeah I can't come in tonight. Today. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta stay out. Frantic. Frantic. I gotta call if I got a Star Wars podcast to do. Oh, we, we get to see. Can you believe Black Chrysanthemum? Oh, man. Yeah. Like, it really, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Spoiler, yeah. you know. <laughs> Uh, we get Power Rangers like right in the morning. Like what? I was just like, Power come on, Rangers. Power Rangers, <laughs> right? And Milton, Milton, Milton. Yeah, yeah. Stephen Root. We haven't even talked Steven about the fact that Stephen Root's in this. Oh yeah, yeah. Stephen Root's in this man. He rules. Great, great he's awesome at everything. Every single thing he's ever been in, he's been incredible in. And I and Absolutely. I really believe that about Stephen Root. So so anytime you see Stephen Root show up in a series, you know he's going to be awesome, and you know that that story is going to be good. Even if we ended it here with just take this little money and shut up. I mean, I'd be cool with that. But you know there's going to be a second piece to this because obviously there's more war. There's going to be more mixed loyalties. And uh, I don't know. He seemed pretty mad about about that whole that whole, that whole whole thing. 1,300 yeah. credits. Eight, an 800 credit ding right out of his 1,300 butt. credits. Yeah. He said like 1,300. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was dealing, dealing. I think and, I said it already. And, and he I'm was willing to give up a red stapler. But like he wasn't willing to give up a couple hundred credits for this water. I mean, come on. What a jack wagon. <laughs> oh man, yeah. Um, the movie the movie I was thinking of, Harrison Ford, which would be like he's like a regular guy, frantic, it's called. Oh. And, and it's no I'll bet you've never heard of it. But I'll I'll Guarantee you, I'll bet you one dollar. I'll bet you a dollar if you watch it, you'll be like, "Yeah, that's a goddamn good movie right there." Plug, mm-hmm. plug some scenes from that, put them into like the episodes, and you know, yeah, and you know. Right. What about Sabrina? <laughs> we'll take scenes from Sabrina and put them into the episode. Perfect. And it'll be just like Han Solo was there. We'll say, "I love you, Sabrina," and then Boba Fett will, sh- will shoot at him. It'll be great. <laughs> Well, we have to have our nightly, uh, you know, supernatural oh. scene as well, you know, because you know, it's 26 season, right? You know, supernatural. We got to keep Dean and whatever his name is, the brothers. <laughs> the other one. The yeah, other, the other one. Guy, Dean right? and the other one, right? Yeah. Texas yeah. Ranger, you know. <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. That's Texas Ranger. <laughs> um. So so if, if you did bring bring him in and everything, where would, what would we do about Leia? Bring her in. Uh, Bring her in right at the end for a cliffhanger. If you said Leia was too busy, if you this is this is how the EU would handle it. So T. Mitch knows this as well as yeah. I do. If they ever wanted Han to do something by himself, they'd either have him have a fight with Leia, or she'd have some job that was so important she couldn't be with him. Exactly. Yeah, he'd yeah, either fight, be. or he would be like, uh, "Oh, I'm on the committee to end the you know trade of nerfs in you know whatever," and then she'd be Nerf. busy off doing that. Nerf trading, you gotta watch it. The nerf herders trade their nerfs. I mean, if anything, they'll probably loop her voice and put it together. They might do like a like a transmission if they thought about it. Um, I don't know if they'll bring Lay into this. To be honest, I know that. Yeah. If you talk about Lurk, bring, bring the um the actress that played her in um that one that's playing her in Rebels and um Clone Wars. Yeah. Well, her daughter actually was going to finish off the stuff and mm-hmm. was going to do scenes. So, but then she had her own part in the in the, in the final movie. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think Billy Lord said that she would, you know, finish her mom's parts and do all that mm-hmm. stuff if, if she wanted to move mm-hmm. forward. It's a tough situation because, like, even even if you want to, it's just too sensitive to recast, you know, because you were right. using, you know, Carrie Fisher in that part so recently. It's not like, and it's not like 
you know, someone like Harrison Ford who repeatedly said, I'm done with this. I'm done with this. Kill me, please. Please kill this character. Kill this character. And then he was like, got, got the script for episode six. And he was like, why does this character survive? You got to kill this character <laughs> off, George. Uh, so it, it's just a shame that we are, we're not, we don't have that total freedom. I I, I wouldn't want to see, I don't think I'd want to see Carrie Fisher in this just no. because I know, I know that it would have to be, no. you know, yeah. it would have to be something it's different. I, I feel like if you want someone else to pr- to play Leia, then you better you better give that actress a, a proper introduction. Um, yeah, yeah. Don't just throw her in there, cameo or whatever. Give her actual, like you know, some 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 development. Give her a movie. You gave Han a movie. Give her a movie. She deserves a freaking movie. What what if Leia was a, what if R two was in Book of Boba Fett, and Leia came across as a hologram transmission. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, that's how they would have to do her as a transmission. But uh, that great. could be perfect. That could be perfect, and we wouldn't we wouldn't object to it. And it would be a nice homage to a the greatest actress of our day. Really, <laughs> yeah. I, I still think that story is kind of untold, and I I think that would be that's probably the most difficult story to tell because it would be mostly a voiceless story, kind of like mm-hmm. a like a kind of like a um. What was that movie? Uh, 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 26 Ronin or whatever. It really has to have no audio. Like uh, uh, an anthology. We talked about it of R2. I mean, he's literally lived through everything. He's seen everything. Like, I'd love to see the recollection of him. I know it would be hard to do, but I, I think that if anybody could pull off Filoni would, I would just love to see, like, you know, like we're saying, he knows everything. He's literally a library of, of the galaxy at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and realistically, let's be honest, he's the only person that really knows what happened in the Jedi Temple, R two, yeah, yeah, he remember he run the he ran the security footage. They didn't see it all, but yeah, I mean he downloads everything, so he literally is the only person that really knows. He had to love to see Anakin do that too. I mean, I mean that's the tragedy, R two. Yeah. Uh, speak of speaking R two, I mean, um, what, whatever happened with Chopper? Oh, oh man, if any of those guys from Rebels, because we, you know. Our our other our other line on this show is our continuing review of the uh, the, the the Rebel series. So if any of those guys show up in um, in BBF, I would flip out. If Ezra shows up, I would flip out. If Sabine shows up, I would flip out. Yeah. And if that's who answers the Mandalorian call, that would be wild. Right. But because uh, I think they're what all these characters are, are like sort of earmarked to show up in the Ahsoka series. So yeah. What's the harm in bringing some them of them? Like some of them will for sure. Yeah. yeah. So no, guys. I mean, it's like I said, an- another exciting episode, and you know, an- another week live with with everybody. So I'm, I'm just like us, waiting another six days and umpteen amount of hours, as Ken would say, to uh, to break the internet or break the text message stream. So it's, that's the first thing I look at in the morning is I see Ken's text. I was like, hey, man, I knew it was a good episode. He's already at it. That was hilarious. Power Rangers, yeah. right? Power Rangers, go. <laughs> Well, hey, we can. We have a. Then we have our Metroid, right? We can bring Alpha Five in. There you go. Yeah, Alpha Five. Right, and so after the Major Domo crashed, after the Power Rangers crashed him, right? Boba Fett jetpacks in. So that's the first time we saw that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That was a great. And I watched that a couple times, and I was like, "Oh, that that was very cool." Like, where did you think you were going? Yeah, like that whole thing just dropping on like you were never getting away, never getting away. Never and, was, and we all said we wouldn't mind if that that Twilic died. So what are they going to no, do no. now? They're going to yeah. kill him, or are they? I, gonna I, I was hoping him? he got smoked. I hope he got smoked. <laughs> he's like he, he's like my like hitches feeling towards a certain character. We won't name that. Person. We don't say that name. We don't say we that yeah. name. We, we won't say that name. I'll so, say yeah. that name because what are you going to do? Come over here and hurt me. <laughs> anyway, so this has been a fun week. <laughs> Never mess with the man with the button, bud. <laughs> oh yeah. my god, look at the time. <laughs> but, uh, anyway. but yeah, guys, just just kind of wrapping up this podcast for this week and this uh live stream, which I we do appreciate everybody on here once again. Uh appreciate everybody who 
comes in the comments and and everybody who does you know as we said subscribe to us who give us comments i mean uh live comments are always appreciated we will shout you out on the screen and read it out if you have any comments any questions uh, feel free to interact with us so that's what we're here for as well as to discuss things we like discuss things you guys like as well so um to kind of final wrap things up here guys as we enter this midpoint kind of the of the series um we've all kind of discussed what we want to see what we our thoughts are um overall just one one quick thing i would ask each of you guys is um we started at the beginning and you know there are a lot of fans skeptical right now it seems like they kind of caught their wind which we knew they would and, and everybody's on board if you were to rate this outside of ken out of ken i mean where would you where would you rate this at hitch starting with you Okay, so for me, I, I feel like because it's a television series, I get to be a little you get to grade it on a curve. Right now, I mean, it's Boba Fett on my TV every week, and it's not disappointed in, in the action. So if you told me there was an action-packed television series where Boba Fett is trying to clean up Tatooine, I'd sign up for that 10 days out of 10 days. It's done everything I wanted to do. So I would say this is Ken out of Ken, literally. This is like I'm super excited to watch the rest of this. What about you, DP? So, so this series is is good, you know, and it's standing on its own for what it is. Um, I'm not invest as invested in Boba Fett as I was in like Mandalorian. So if I had to compare the two, then um, yeah, I mean, it's it's certain things in Mandalorian. I guess if you want to call you know uh, Grogu like that connective tissue or whatever that draws you in. I mean, this has that had the element over this show. Um, I understand what the fans, you know, hardcore Star Wars fans want as far as Boba Fett. Um, and uh, uh, what they wanted always with him on screen and everything, this is really getting them. As me as a casual and stuff, um, if I had to choose between the two series, I would choose Mando over this one. But this is still fulfilling, like you know, you know, Filoni Star Wars universe stuff. You know, it's the same elements there, so it's still a kin out of kin to me. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna third that as well. So that's three. I mean, this is. I'm Jones, and like I said, they can't do anything wrong other than put somebody in there I don't want to see. So, yeah, this is a can out of can for me as well. Oh, my goodness gracious. Look at this. A 40. It's a perfect 40. A perfect. Perfect. A perfect four cans. Cans out of cans. Yeah. <laughs> four cans. This is like our, like, Cisco and Uber. Right yeah, right? We have four cans. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm no. I'm not Justin Bieber. I can't do the. Right, yeah, we love it. Yeah, we love it. Yeah, we do. Dig it. Dig it. Yeah, guys. Like I said, it's another fun week and another review. So you know, next week we'll see you same time, same place at our midway kind of review of the book of Boba Fett. So until next week, this is the way. This, this is, is the way. way.